Welcome to the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries Podcast, brought to you by Interactive Legal. Here's your host, Mary Vandenack. Welcome to today's episode of Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries, a weekly podcast discussing updated legal news as well as evolving methods of providing legal service. I'm Mary Vandenack, founder and CEO at Vandenack Weaver Trulson. I will be your host as we talk to experts from around the country about legal and tax issues, trust and estates, business succession, exit planning, legal technology, law practice management and leadership, and today's topic, well-being. First of all, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Foster Group, Veterans Victory Housing and Business Centers, and Carson Private Client. Here's a message from Interactive Legal. Technology has become an essential part of our daily lives. However, not all fields have embraced technology. Lawyers, especially estate planning attorneys, need to stay up to date with specific laws and any issues affecting taxes and wealth preservation. Implementing an automated drafting system can help lawyers spend more time with their clients and less time doing back office tasks. Estate planners and law professionals turn to Interactive Legal as their main resource for the latest planning strategies. Interactive Legal provides the most comprehensive productivity system on the market with an easy-to-use document drafting system, extensive continuing education, thought-provoking discussion forums, and more. With Interactive Legal, attorneys get to spend more time with their clients. It's time to connect, collaborate, and create. To learn more about Interactive Legal, visit interactivelegal.com. Wealth planning focuses on liquidity management and charges you a fee based on a percentage of your assets. But entrepreneurs typically invest in their business, resulting in light liquidity. That requires a unique strategy. At Carson Private Client, we provide a proactive and holistic strategy for building and protecting your wealth. Our mission is to alleviate the stresses and the burdens of coordinating all of those financial strategies. Carson Private Client will work with your current team of advisors to customize a strategy that manages all aspects of your life and wealth, giving you back the time to focus on what matters most. Complex needs require sophisticated solutions. Reach out to our office at 402-779-8989 to schedule your consultation. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. On today's episode, my guest is Andrea Hoig. Andy and I have done various podcast videos together over the years, and she's one of my favorite humanoids. She is the publisher and CEO of the Midlands Business Journal, as well as ALA Publications. When we were talking about introductions for this, we had a conversation because both of us would describe ourselves as people who are significant advocates for well-being. And she's used the word wellness warrior. And I was sharing with her a story, well, should we talk about wellness? Does that just mean health or does well-being bigger that? And we might incorporate a little bit of that into our conversation today. But Andy is engaged in this process that she refers to as her My 5K journey. And that's going to be the topic of today's conversation. And it's 
kind of like bigger than a 5K journey, and I'm going to ask her some questions about that. So, Andy, thanks so much for joining me today. Mary, it's always a pleasure to do this, to be on your podcast and to have these conversations. So happy to be here. So tell me, Andy, you have this 5K journey. What is it? So my 5K journey um, came to be, was created back in 2017, um, actually 2016, when I turned 50. And at the time, um, I thought, you know what, what can I do to challenge myself? So I'll do 55 Ks um, um, when I, you know, after I turned 50. And so, you know, I was into it a few months. And then so I started to think, because I was actually taking photos of different people at these 5 Ks. And I decided to take, um, to create a Facebook page. So I called it my 5K journey, where I would post photos and people could see them. And I just want to mention that that Facebook page exists yes. and people can follow it. And as a person who does follow it, it's a lot of fun to follow. Thank you. Um, yeah. So from there, I did the, the, the 55 Ks and it was really um, just a time of, of, it was, it was fun. It was so much fun. And it's evolved a lot since 2017 and what it is today. And it's kind of taken on a life of its own um, as I look to the future of it. When you started down the path to do the first 50, did you think at that time, I'm going to do 50 and then I'll be done with it? I didn't think that, but I did take a little of a hiatus after I did the 50 Um not intentionally, but just things happened with my parents and then they passed away and then the pandemic. Um, and then it entered back into my life just this past Thanksgiving. So a lot of people, when they turn 50, decide they're going to take a world cruise or they create a bucket list or any number of things. Why did you choose a 5K journey? What was the motivator? You know, I think, Mary, um, there was something I, I had not done a 5K before. Um, I mean, I've done walks, but I just have never, like, officially did a five, have done a 5K. And I, we did it for um, the business. We were a part of a 5K. And it just, it just seemed challenging enough. Um, and my body, I was kind of listening to my body. My body was speaking to me and saying, do more of this, do more of this. So uh, it just became this thing and it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun doing it. And there is a lot of fun in doing 5Ks in that one of the things that you and I have talked about over the years is moving the body, first of all, is just an incredibly positive thing. Yes, and, yes. And another thing that, because you've talked to me and, and we've spoken about different people and how particularly for women get very involved in a lot of caretaking type things and sometimes taking care of ourselves in terms mm -hmm. of movement is difficult. But yet what I always notice with the 5K is like I join you when you, I see that you're doing one when I'm going to be in town at the yeah. same time. I'm like, oh, I'm going to show up because Andy's doing a 5K today. And I see that's true of other people. So you've really created a community with your 5K yeah. in addition to moving the body, feeling better about yourself, motivating and inspiring others. So when you mentioned you took the hiatus and then you've kind of gotten back to it, 
What changed? Well, this is such a, um, I mean, I just remember, I just remember this so vividly. I, uh, I signed up for a 5k on Thanksgiving, the turkey trot. Um, I went and I did it and I got into my car afterwards and I actually did a recording. Uh, I'm so glad I did, but the recording basically said, I am not happy. This 5k was so hard. All I do is work. And I was just kind of going, what my, what, where has my life gotten to? Why am I so unhappy? And I realized when I was doing the 5Ks on a regular basis, I actually was happy. And I had a kind of come to Jesus moment with me as I was sitting in my car after that 5K. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to create a new challenge for me. And get back into moving my body because it was it's so easy to not move your body um and especially going through what we've all gone through over the last few years um with the pandemic and again my parents passed away the year before it just it's very easy to become complacent and and just kind of hunker down and not move and so that was kind of this wake up moment for me and I would encourage people if you want that that video is on my 5k journey um facebook page so and i want to mention something you talked about the fact that you had that conversation with yourself in the car and i did a podcast just recently with a coach who was talking how about and i think she uses an acronym of ants to pets which are automatic negative thoughts and converting them to positive i can't remember what the e is but converting Mm -hmm. it to positive thoughts, right? So you post regularly on your Facebook page about your car chats, and sometimes you'll video them. Tell me what started that car chat concept and what you're doing with those. So 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 I've titled them my 5K car chat, and I do them right when I get done with a 5K. Uh, A lot of times I'm exhausted, and I'm very raw, you know, so so I'm just speaking very freely and not like filtering what's coming out of my mouth. Uh, but I was doing, I did that a couple times, and I think I was in Colorado when it hit me. It's like I'm going to call these my five k or five k car chat, and I, I just make it um, a regular practice to do that after a five k because every five k is different. Um, I'm feeling different in my body. The weather's different. The people I meet, they're different. The cause is different. Um, I get different inspirations or downloads, or actually there's several of them where half of the 5K, I'm telling, I'm, you know, telling myself I'm way too slow. I mean, it's just an interesting conversation um, that I have with myself during. And then afterwards, it's just kind of a, it's just a, a way to kind of just speak about what just happened. And I just have to note, because one of the things you said to me is that this is way bigger than a 5K. And what I just heard you say is that sometimes you'll tell yourself, oh, I'm way too slow. And that'd be that automatic negative thought. And I will tell you that I recall one of the last times I did a 5K with you, you're like, well, I'm, I'm really slow right now. 
yet you walked in, you know, not very far behind me, and I was proudly celebrating my fastest 5K in a while. So right. I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's all, all relative. So yes, the thing about that is, yep, this, this is maybe slower than I want to be, but I always kind of look at that with you and say, yeah, and you're out there doing that, which kind of comes back to the whole concept of that what you've said is, this is bigger than a 5K. What do you mean by that? You know, what the the journey of doing the 5K has really opened up for me um, the connection to my body. Um, and not just while I'm doing the 5K, it's also how I'm treating my body before it and after it. Um, it's opened up kind of a space in me that um, just a greater appreciation for just honestly life in general. And there's a connection piece too with this that you're connecting with others or you're connecting with um, a nonprofit or a charity. Um, it's a mind, body, spirit uh, that those energies of all three of those um in this and really just looking at life and what's important and how you're contributing to your body, to your environment, um, and to others. I mean, it, it does have a bigger, it's like taking on a life of its own for me. Um, and what it's given me, what it's given me, what these five K's have contributed to me go far beyond the, the act of, of the walking or the running or the jogging of it. And part of what I heard you say that I think is doing that, this is just me kind of saying is there's a lot of actual science out there that says when you're doing something for somebody else. So again, think like, hey, I'm a lifelong athlete. What you're doing inspires me in ways that I can barely begin to tell you because as I've gotten a few days older and can't do what I can do when I was younger, going out and walking a fast 5k was like are you kidding I used to run these and yeah. a really nice pace and I can't do that anymore and you often walk but very quickly and it's like you know what you don't have to run a no. pace of and you can still participate and then the other thing I heard is often these are for charities mm -hmm. in fact you just shared with me that there's one coming up in relation to mental health which is something I'm super passionate about so I got the link from you I'm going to sign that up we are going to take a brief break from our episode for a word from one of our sponsors. If you had a dollar for every financial advisor that just wanted your money, your financial future would already be secure. At Foster Group, our team is different. One whose focus is on you and your dreams. Together, we'll create a strategy that helps you get there, wherever there is for you. Foster Group, your financial life truly cared for. Connect with us at fostergrp.com. Foster Group's written disclosure brochure, as set forth in Part 2A of Form ADV, discusses advisory services and fees, is available at www.fostergrp.com. Okay, let's continue our episode. So again, you're inspiring others. Yet I would also tell you that one of the other things I've noticed on your Facebook page is that you've mentioned a love-hate relationship with the 5Ks. Can you describe that? Yes. It's so interesting. There are times when I wake up in the morning and I, the last thing I want to do is get out of bed and go do a 5K. But I go and do it. And 
my body is so happy when I'm done. It's just amazing how you can be like so unhappy um, and then be so happy within, you know, the time it takes to, to do a 5k. And even like this, I I just recently did one. um, It was so cold. It was so windy and I was miserable through the whole thing. I mean, it was just not a fun 5k. Um, But once I got done, I got in my car. Things can change so quickly. Um, from love to hate, hate to love, I think in this, you know, in, in the interest of the 5Ks. And it's also just kind of embracing and working through, move, moving through literally that block or that, that negative hate to just honestly joy. And it changes my whole day. Which is where I think what's fitting is when you say this is much bigger than a 5K, because that sometimes, say you're going through a difficult life period, and you and I have both been through yeah. that in recent years, and you're having trouble like, oh, do I really have to get my foot out of bed and put it on the floor? And does my second foot really have to follow it? And do I really have to? And part of the 5K becomes representative of that in my thought process as I listen to you and that, you know what, I really don't feel like doing a 5K today, but I'm going to go do it anyway. And that's something I think that's representative in a big way of something that we do almost every single day. And we're building strength and we're building resilience by doing that. And when you speak about this as a mind, body, you know, entire well-being type of concept, Mm -hmm. that's what I see you doing with this. Yeah. And, And speaking to that, too. Whether it's getting out of bed or sometimes I just don't want to even see people. Um, and, you know, you don't have to talk to people when you're doing a 5K race. Uh, but there is that interaction. And it also reminds me, too, um, because I do take photos and I talk to people. And once I kind of get into the rhythm of that, you meet some really interesting people along the way and you learn you learn about them. I met a couple um, a few weeks ago. They were doing a half marathon because it had a 5K and a half marathon associated with it. And they lived, um, he lived in New York, and they just were visiting Omaha to do this half marathon because they were going to every state. So I learned about them. And then at the Turkey Trot, I, I met a woman who was 90 years old. Their family had brought her down there. She wanted to do a 5K. So it was her and her family doing the 5K together. And I watched her come across the finish line. And it was just, it was just amazing. Um, It just, you just connect to the, the, the beauty of life and the beauty of people. And you connect and reconnect. Cause I remember being at one event with you last summer and there was somebody you hadn't seen for a while that you had an opportunity to reconnect with. Yeah. And I also think there's something, what was, there was a run that you and I both did. It was right before Christmas and yeah. it was freezing yes. cold. Yes. And I'm thinking it takes a special kind of human being to decide to get up early in the morning to go out in freezing cold weather. And I will admit that when you were out that day in the freezing cold weather, I was actually driving past where you were running 
in my warm car to go to the airport and fly to Florida. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just enjoy her picture and appreciate the spirit of that. Yeah. But one of the things we have talked about in this journey with respect to you that I thought is important to mention is that one of the things you said when you started was that you used to think of any type of movement as something for those who are a size two and they are gymnasts and they've been doing athletics things since they were a small child and that you had to get yourself away from that notion that you had to be able to run record paces and that it was okay if you walked sometimes walking slower than you like to sometimes faster things like that can you talk about that because i think that is an important message for a lot of people i know i've taught yoga and a lot of people won't come into a yoga class because they think you need to be able to put your foot behind your head, but that's not true. Yes, uh, one of one of one of the things that that my five k journey has taught me is on these um, during these walks runs, there are people of all sizes, of all ages. Um, there have been people in wheelchairs doing them. Um, you know, there's been. 80, 90-year-old women and men, young kids, uh, every type of human being um, you'll, you'll meet at these. And also the thing I love so much um, is that everybody, people are cheering you on. Um, people are cheering you on. And when you, come, when you cross the finish line, people are, are there. They're just, they're there. And they're that energy of, being excited for you and being with you. And uh, it just, it's a game changer. And I honestly, it's so funny what I, what, what my perception, um, presumption of what people were who did 5Ks or did any kind of race. Yeah, it's just, it's just gone. And there's such a beauty in seeing all these different types of people out there saying, hey, I'm going to show up, I'm going to move my body, I'm going to connect with others, I'm giving back to a charity. And it's a, it's a, it's a group of, of individuals that um, the word, I'm just like, I'm so proud of them. I mean, I'm so grateful to be there with them. Some of the, you see some of the best of humans. Because I have to yes. tell you, I remember early on when I was doing races, and in one leg, I passed somebody to move ahead of them. And they cheered for me. And I'm like, really? I passed you and you cheered for me? And I learned that that was the nature of the way, the nature of the people that showed up. Maybe not everybody, but it seems pretty consistent yeah. with what I've run into that world. Well, if you were to offer some vision for somebody who's like, well, you know, I'm turning 50 or maybe 40 or even 30. I don't really care. Maybe I'm turning 90. And you wanted to offer them some inspiration in terms of the 5K journey and maybe abstract to that in terms of I set a particular goal while for me for a particular reason, what might you have to offer? So, you know, this is what I will offer. Um, one of the things that I ask, and you can ask this about anything, whether it's a 5K or whatever you have, whatever your life you have a vision for, the questions I ask is what what will this contribute to my life? How does this contribute to my body? How does this contribute to my family? How does this contribute to my community? What will this contribute? And look at it as a look at it from a contribution um, perspective, 
because everything we do contributes, you know, in so many different ways. And so for me, the 5K it really it contributes in a lot of different ways. And when you look at it from a contribution, um, from a place of being a contribution, whether it's to you or to somebody else or to something else, it's kind of a game changer. And it puts things into perspective um, of really the difference that it's making, regardless of what it is. And I would just note, as I'm listening to that, that I would say that you're similar to me in a way that I've had a coach describe to me as that I'm a person who overfunctions. And so if I see a gap where a gap needs to fill, then something needs to be done and somebody's struggling and I want them to succeed, I'll overfunction for them. And we can spend a life overfunctioning for others and not taking care of ourselves. And you've done that in a lot of ways in a lot of different areas. I'd say ever since I've known you, you're kind of stepping in to try and help out and take care of others. And to me, it seems like the five key journey is a way of you saying, I'm going to take care of myself despite all of the demands on my yes. plate. Is that a fair statement? That is a very, very fair statement. It is something that I do for me, but it does so much for everything else in my life. It's so interesting. You put that, that's a great way. Yeah. I do it for me, but what it contributes to so many areas of my, my business, how I show up for my business, how I show up, um, for my family, it's, it, the contribution of me committing to, to my 5k journey, um, and the contribution it makes so far beyond just me, myself. And so do you have any last thoughts today, Andy? Well, I, I will say this. Um, and I think I said this the last time we were, we had a podcast together. Um, just always ask what else is possible. I love that phrase. What else is possible for your life and for your family and for, for whatever you, you want. I mean, the possibilities are endless and, with my in relationship to my 5k journey. Um, yeah. What else is possible with my 5k journey? And I'm going to add to that because I love that comment more than I can tell you. And what I, somebody said to me is ask yourself what is possible, but also ask a beginner at life. What is possible? Because in the eyes of a beginner, everything is possible when it's easy for us to get where we can't do that anymore. And here you started that at 50 Several years later, you're still doing that. How cool is yeah. that? And I will, I will say for the record, my target um, is to do 100 between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day 2024. I'm at around, I think I'm at, I'm sitting at 25 right now. And I have, um, I have them scheduled out through the end of July. And at their, at that time, I'll be at about 60. So you tell me you're doing three this weekend. Yes. I'm going to show yeah. up for one of them, yeah. but not all three. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Andy. As we reach the end of our episode, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Foster Group, Veterans Victory, and Carson Private Client. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode and stay tuned for our weekly releases.
Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries is made available by the firm and its attorneys for educational purposes and to provide general information, not to provide specific legal advice. Use of the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and the firm or any of its attorneys. The Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice, and you should contact an attorney in your state about any legal needs or questions you may have. A Huda Media Production.